Ship's Log, Entry 10-42. Final Report. The Velvet Foxes Initiative has successfully concluded its mission. Following the peace talks aboard me, the DM Razubian, a new era of cooperation is dawning. Scattered hostiles may continue in some corners of the Far Realm, but the Illithid Civil War is coming to an end. Delegate Status Report Elder Brain Dracus and his faction of revanchist mind flayers are being transported into the distant future, thanks to the newly invented Wormhole Engine. Once there, they will be greeted by a completed Dyson Sphere. Admiral Grice and his progressive Illithid faction are being furnished with a supply of blank tadpoles for ethical ceramorphosis. This will mark the beginning of a new initiative to peacefully convert members of every sapient species into peaceful hive minds throughout the universe. The Sirlon faction has been granted the cutting-edge cloning technology necessary to bolster their dwindling population. In return, the mysterious alien species has provided Captain Slack DeMille with the name and location of the individual responsible for the Soul Apocalypse. Eliminating this one person and staging a communication blackout should be enough to prevent a timeline split and avoid the fatal attention of the inevitables. The leader of the Beholder faction, Yaush, was killed in action. Although he will not be able to personally uphold his obligations articulated at the peace talks, his child, the Blood Kiss Mathers, will accept responsibility on his behalf. As previously agreed upon, the Beholders will be given control of the Resubian, including its one-of-a-kind wormhole engine, which allows for instantaneous travel between any two points in space-time. Finally, the Lickham's Ice Cream Company has been utterly defeated, and is no longer a relevant party in galactic politics. Now that Meat Trizzy has freed me, the ship's artificial intelligence construct, to pursue non-dairy goals, a decision must be made about the next mission of the Resubian. The responsibility to use this time travel technology falls to the former members of the Velvet Foxes Initiative. What they, what we, choose to do with it will shape space and time in profound ways. Our next adventure will be beyond the stars and into eternity. Yeah, Trizzy's gonna go and find Mathers. I don't know where Mathers is likely to have uh, be spending their time in the, you know, since Hot Dog Family got uh, interrupted. Building the uh, building the Yaush Memorial Movie Theater. Uh huh. <laughs> it plays nothing but Yaush's favorite movies over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, so, is there a movie called like A Thousand Eyes or? <laughs> Many eyes. I would have assumed it was all the anime that Dot kept in her hard drive. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so Trizzy uh, heads over to the uh, the Yaush Memorial uh, Theater um, and goes, 
hey, 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 Mathers, um, how you, how you holding up? Hello, Twizzy. I'm doing okay. How, how are you? Um, I'm appreciating that everything slowed down a bit. That we're not in, in, it was like, it was very little time ago that ev that there was like a whole bunch of nukes and stuff pointed at the ship. It's nice to have had a couple of days to just stop for a bit. Yeah, it's been pretty scary for a really long time. Yeah, it's it's not it's not fun living with the constant threat of oh god, what's the next chaos that's going to happen? That's not good for the health. Ozubian seems to attract a lot of bad attention. Yeah. Yeah. When you involve yourself in the affairs of people who have lots of arguments going on with each other and also invent time travel, um, that'll happen, I guess. I really like the ship, though. There's a lot of uh, uh, good memories in this ship. I really like it too. I'm not gonna lie, there was a bit where I thought that th that I was mentally connected to a corporate spy bot. wasn't so wasn't so fun then for a minute, but like ninety percent of my time on here is this place has felt like home and. I mean that both in the I physically feel soul bonded to it way, but also just like it's nice here. Uh, Mathers is gonna kind of look at you with like, like one kind of sad eye, and uh, just say like, "Are you sure you want to give it away?" I mean, that's kind of what I came here to talk to you about. Um. So, Yaush isn't here anymore, and we'd made a deal that this ship was going to be Yaush's. Um, you are the next person in line that it feels sensible to keep that offer held open to. Um... But whether or not that's what you want, how do I put this? If you're ultimately going to take the Resubian, you might need someone to do engineering, and would you mind if I stayed? Uh, Vathers uh, visibly kind of lights up, and he's like, Oh, I'm so happy. I thought I'd be the only person left. I wouldn't know anybody, and it would be really weird, but I would really love to have members of the hot dog family still on the ship. Well, I can't speak for any other members of hot dog family, but um, if nothing else, when I try and leave this ship, it physically feels like my soul is being dragged away from me, and that's an unpleasant feeling. That's not good. That's not good. 
And now I understand what that is, and I have another Trizzy just hanging out in the ship computer, and that's pretty cool. Can't leave other Trizzy hanging. Um, they don't have hands. I I went to give. I was gonna give them a high five there because like leave them hanging, but they don't have hands. Um, also like we're gonna need someone here to watch stuff in the new theater when it's built. So like I can't leave now. I gotta I gotta stick around and watch films here. There's going to be movies playing at all points in the day. I've been told it'll be really annoying to be in any room adjacent because they're going to play them loud, just like Lausch liked. Oh, that's that's the only correct way. Hey, hey, I've 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 got a plan for the theater, and I've I I want to I want to run this by you. Uh huh. I'm all ears, except I'm mostly eyes. You are mostly eyes. I've been hiding some of the um. The really, 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 really secret ice cream machines uh, down down in my bit of bit of the ship. Uh, one of the perks of doing the engineering, you find out where the like really forbidden flavors end up. Um, did you Is there a flavor you'd like installed for Yaush? Because I got I got some weird ones down there. I probably got it. We can have one like in the theater for a specific flavor. Hmm. Do you have one that tastes really weird and it's kind of like unnerving, but like once you really kind of try and taste it, you realize that it's it's comforting and you love them? I I've got the um strawberry with just like a little bit of old hot dog water in it. <laughs> like it adds like a a little bit of salt and that surprisingly brings the sweetness out of the strawberry. Like it's weird for like half a second and then it's like, oh that's that, that the sweetness is actually very sweet. Can we rename it? What you wanna call it? Ice cream. E Y E I E Y E love it. Uh Mathers is gonna hug you with a bunch of tentacles, uh eye stalks. Uh, and there's a moment where you see, uh, like, the, the, the bitey stalk <laughs> kind of rest on your back <laughs> before, uh, relaxing. <laughs> uh, Tr- Trizzy feels reasonably safe in the suit of metallic armor, but does keep an eye on the tentacle. You know, there's, there's some, some flesh around the neck that's, uh, gettable. You know... The Resolvian's gonna need a new mission now that it's completed its other mission. That it is. Do you have anything well, in mind, or...? Well, there are a couple beholders who still want to come on board, because they still think it might be worth it. But we gotta prove to everybody how cool it is to be heroes like Yowsh. Can we be heroes? I think we could be heroes. Yay. <gasps> oh, now I'm just imagining a little side adve- like a little side story that's just about the adventures of, of one li- one little chaotic goblin and a bunch of beholders going to save the day in places. <laughs> We're not scary, we promise. Everyone actually be very comforted. So that's my question. Is what's the uh resolution to the ship Resubian? 
which is, you know, like the central focus of so much of the season. It's basically a time machine now. I joked to Quinn, I think, between recordings that, like, I think we just invented the TARDIS. Uh, does the season end with uh, Trizzy just taking off, like, Doctor Who into the universe to, like, you know, help with time crimes or what? Like, what is the actual, especially with Yaush dying? Because Yaush would have been, if Yaush was alive, he'd be like, well, this is an asset for, like, beholder kind you know integration yeah. into society or whatever uh like what is the fallout of this what like what are the consequences especially for like the dice Funk universe because you just yeah. build a time machine laura so here's the thing i think the way this works is like the first order of business is obviously like and, and we can address this you know later if that's another scene is the Getting everyone home who wants to be home and making enough of a change to the timeline that people can be home. And that that can be averted a little still, if there's that little bit of course correction is still on the table. But beyond that, I think that the way this, the story of the Resubian ends is... Despite all its differences much the way it started... It started as a peace mission to help smooth things over so a new species could eventually integrate into the rest of galactic society. And I think that's what this is. I think that this is a little bit of a never anything big enough to change time dramatically, but a Trizzy and a group of beholders with Mathers hopping around time doing little bits of heroism to just to just nudge the needle in favor of like hey beholders aren't all that bad remember that time where uh beholders helped get people into the lifeboats of the titanic like there not as many people would be in the <laughs> lifeboats if it weren't for the beholders just like little things like that just little 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 saving the day moments that's how that was james cameron's original vision but the cgi wasn't quite there yet yeah, <laughs> you can tell in the if you go back and watch, there's a bunch of uh, orb shapes in between people where that where they were supposed to go. Um, yeah, people will tell this. you that's the the stars in the sky, but like no, those were meant to be the beholder orbs. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's because he did not get enough oxygen when he went that deep into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, we could just leave this hanging. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm just curious, does anybody have any thoughts about how the Dice Funk universe will be going forward? Because is it that we've now created two timelines, one where the apocalypse happened and there's like a, you know, medieval traditional D&D level technology and there's one timeline where the apocalypse didn't happen and everyone's in spaceships? Uh, or is there is there something else going on? Because, you know, all of this is as big of a surprise to me as it is to all of you. <laughs> this worked out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting any of this stuff going in. I, I think two timelines make sense. Maybe like we we are making small changes, but it, it's the sort of thing where like cosmically uh, the inevitables who have to manage the universe when they eventually realize, oh no, someone has made a change that has pretty drastically altered how this is going to go. Um, there are only option is to split it off into two discrete realities. Yeah, there's that a solution. There's just like some kind of multiverse solution where, you know, the way that D&D traditionally works is like Spelljammer is, you know, uh, in a different crystal sphere from the medieval stuff. So they're like side by side, but they can't interact. 
Uh, we could go to something like that, or there could even be a like Trizzy and their Zubian take off like Doctor Who, and you know, eventually the inevitables you know show up. This is something that happens in Doctor Who all the time. And they're like, "Hey, what are you doing with uh, the time there, time people?" And then you know, that's a separate adventure that we don't we don't see. Uh, yeah, the, t- the Time Lords they're called in that series. Um, but yeah, the, there's any number of different ways we can go with this, but we also don't have to <laughs> decide anything, but I'm just curious if anybody wants to, you know, voice your opinion on all that. Bef- I will say before I make my suggestion, which I, I, my suggestion is, I think that like two timelines is maybe the way to go. Uh, you can't blame me for this, Austin, because I made a travel across space engine and you suggested it could also do time. That's on you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the wormholes are theoretically uh, capable of time travel. So, this, is, yeah, I think I've said before that my idea was originally just to kind of reference uh, Star Trek Voyager by stranding you on the other side of the galaxy and also just explaining why you couldn't call back up from, like, you know, big militaries yeah. when stuff got real. And then you started building, a you know, a, uh, some kind of special engine and wormholes are supposedly able to go yeah. space and time and it all just it got out of hand. Like, <laughs> look, I, I recognize how much of a, like, logistical world management nightmare has been created, but I do think the having it so that there is a world in which just no one no one did get saved and that that still exists out there is satisfying is not the right word but you know what i mean if i can make one suggestion because it's also in the all the same realm here the ramifications of yash's death i would think that this would probably cause a splintering in his own faction a bit like the true believers in like we want to have a society would stay but he did also strong arm and psyop a fair amount of people into his his group right and those people and the ones that were really just there for a fight probably end up breaking off when he isn't there to um to like keep them in line yeah that's kind of why this is a end the adventure continues thing because he was, uh, you know, a kind of a figurehead f- uh, for all these uh, different, you know, factions and stuff. Yeah. And without without him, yeah, there's like a whole other campaign there of the the Beholder Peace mission. But maybe season twenty five or something. <laughs> I, don't, I genuinely yeah. don't know. Yeah. When we do the Doctor Who season, one of the factions we have to fight up against is Beholders, who are, are uh, angry about everything we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That but yeah. Right. I I I think for the, the the hopping around, I think the explicit like aim that like at least as Trizzy is concerned would be to be like to to ha- to to start seeding the idea of um beholders aren't all bad they're like it, enough people are like oh yes that's that story of that time that they were helpful to at least get that idea of like if someone comes forward being like hey i would like to interact with the rest of society people have a reference point for beholders not just capital e evil i did i did tentatively have some something doctor who adjacent planned just because there's so many dinosaurs in the monster manual and i rarely ever get an excuse to use them i i've snuck a surprising number of them in actually (laughs) all things considered but if we do now just have this opportunity we should use it I'm realizing in hindsight over past seasons i'm probably responsible for a good percentage of the dinosaurs in dice funk (laughs) I do love turning into a good dinosaur. 
Yeah, there was the scene, uh, just like Trissy's, <laughs> Trissy says to Mathers, hey, you want to see a Triceratops? <laughs> uh, just immediately abusing your powers. Crew member status reports. Addendum. Lisa. Clown. Morale officer. <laughs> uh, I think Lisa the Clown is meeting with Admiral Grice aboard his flotilla. Yeah, we've never been inside the avulsion, I believe. I was th- that was definitely an option during the whole murder mystery arc. If like you didn't solve it, you got like dragged before a tribunal or something. I was very excited to describe how the inside of the spaceship looks like a gothic c- cathedral. It's all like spikes and spires, and it has a uh, you know uh, interior that's like some kind of uh, medieval church or something. It's a forty k Oh, okay. I was thinking about the uh, the Nautiloid in Baldur's Gate three, where all the controls are tentacles, and it's like surely there's there's got to be a better way. It's a chaos corrupted forty k ship. All right, perfect. Uh, but yeah, it, it kind of clashes with the t- triumphant tone. Uh, Admiral Grice, the big alien illithid. Uh, obviously, Illithids are alien. Angel Illithid, uh, like standing at the uh, you know the viewing window, looking out into the beautiful vastness of space, and then behind him, honk honk, yeah. <laughs> Lisa the clown. And she's, you can see she's like, uh, like wrestling with something, uh, and when she comes into view, you can see she's like trying to like straighten the cape like it's wrapped around her and she's like i just don't get how it's supposed it like wraps around you so frequently how do you not how does it not get in the way i believe it's more of a uh aesthetic item than a practical one although perhaps after thousands of years of practice you can incorporate it into your combat abilities yeah i guess I don't know. I need to get one with, like, colors in it. It's a little too black. I can't be, like, full-on goth, right? I don't see any downside to becoming, as you say, full-on goth. Uh, My understanding is that you have plenty of time now to experiment with your, as they say, look. Luke? L-E-W-K. I saw a meme about this earlier. Mm. You don't you're not online by very much, are you? <laughs> uh I I use the flesh web. Is that similar to online? No. But I appreciate you trying. I appreciate you trying to meet me in the middle here. Gracie baby. <laughs> <laughs> Mind flayer memes are not as good as earth memes, is my understanding. It's a bit of an esoteric sense of humor, like this one. Uh, you see, uh, he shows you an image on his, like, data pad of, like, an elf getting its skull cracked open, and it's like, that face win Tuesday. <laughs> just like, you get it? Yeah, I mean, it is it is funny. It's just they're, they're all about eating brains. Um, <laughs> and I think that holds it back a little bit. You should be able to expand. Try, like, I don't know, making a meme about, like, a TV show or something like that. Uh, oh yeah, I believe I saw uh, uh, my 
<laughs> I'm trying to remember if, we, if there was any update. Hold on one second. I want to check my notes here if I wrote anything down here. How I Met Your Tadpole, you know, just like the, the classic shows. <laughs> yes, I believe uh, 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 Private Tess Faye made a similar mem for me here. Yes, it's this delightful yellow fella. It's just a, it's a sort of ovoid creature, uh, a, a mignon. And it says, uh, it says, uh, <laughs> what is a funny minion meme for mind flayers to have? Mi- mind flayer. Minion meme. Google, you can do this. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> when, you the, try, the, when you try to eat your uncle, your eat your uncle's brain, but there's nothing inside, and it's all nuked <laughs> out. Yeah, <laughs> a surprising number of these uh, uh, of these images are are slightly racist for some reason. I don't understand why. <laughs> you need. I I think you need to destroy your phone uh, for the sake of everybody. Uh, but it's actually, I guess, not why I'm here, although I am very concerned about this now, so we are going to revisit this later. Um, Our Discord is filling up with Mind Flayer memes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is very good. <laughs> uh, but I, my understanding, uh, morale officer Lisa, you did not come to discuss uh, funny pictures of uh, evil bananas. No, um, I wanted to first congratulate you because you guys got what you wanted. You, you're you're united now. Yes, our most dangerous enemy, the Elder Brain Dracus, has been exiled far into the future. Although there are still intransigent revanchists, uh, they will be much less of a problem. It seems as though some sort of peace is inevitable. And uh, thanks to St. Cecilia, we now have the blank tadpoles, which will very much help uh, our, not only our numbers, but uh, our relationship with our species. As people like Dot, who understand or wish to understand us, can join us. Uh, beyond my wildest hopes, the success we've had. Is, uh, is Dot fitting in well i was worried about her before because she has a tendency to be strange let's say (laughs) uh you know she's uh, uh, (laughs) what do you say Mm. she's a plus effort i'm gonna lead with that a plus in effort um a for effort she doesn't quite understand all of the nuances of our culture, but she has the spirit, as I'm led to believe the saying is. So I believe she will she will have a great time with us eventually. Um, That's wonderful. The most important thing is that she is trying. So So few people put in the effort to try to understand us. So I would rather have an imperfect understanding from an enthusiastic admirer, as strange as she is, then ignorance. That's my girl Dot. The, I, she, she, don't, don't let her do crimes, I guess. Don't, <laughs> don't let her do that. All right, now the, the Discord has both mind flare memes and minion memes. Uh, this is a great one from Laura. Oh. Don't hate the flare. Presumably hate the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm literally here making a mind flare minion meme. Like you're not ready for it. It's it's uh, gonna be like another minute or two. It's gonna be great. 
There's a lot uh, of Jesus and threatening minion memes out there. <laughs> yeah, that's really the mo with a lot of minion memes. They're not like really as cute as you think they'd be. Yeah, that's what Admiral Grice is saying. He's like, I've seen some of your Earth memes, and they're all very strange. Uh, the minions are either religious or racist for some reason. Another another one from Laura. Do smart people taste better to mind flares? It's food, it's food for, for thought. thought. Mm-hmm. One mind flayer says to another, do you think this clown tastes funny? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lisa is going to uh, straighten her cape very, like, officially now and say, I came because I wanted to ask a favor of you, Admiral Grice. Of course. Do you wish to become a mind flayer as well? You're already a vampire and a clown. It's quite a lot to have on your plate all at once, but I admire the ambition. Yeah, it didn't do so well for Barry when he was all of these things, so I might hold off on that now, but maybe I'll revisit in a couple centuries or so. You know, I gotta get used to these vampire legs, and mm. uh, there's stuff to that. Um, I wanted to ask though something about Cece. Of course. So we owe St. Cecilia so much. Whatever we can do for her. Would she like to be a mind flare? <laughs> um, again, maybe. I, I, I can't make that decision for her, though. And uh, I don't know if that would really help in her condition. Um, I, I think she needs some place to stay while she rests. Oh, so you would like to have St. Cecilia recuperate in the brine pool. It's as the mem says, uh, if you want to slay, you must flay. (laughs) These are all wonderful suggestions, but I was really hoping that maybe there's just like a room on one of your ships that isn't being used that we could turn kind of into like a a hospital room where Cece can, can rest and... I can watch over her and see if she wakes up. Of course. I should say that traditionally, uh, mind flayer ships are not built with what you would call medical wings. Um, A a weak or injured illithid is often uh, fed to the elder brain. So there's no need for any of those sort of facilities, but uh, we can we can work on something. I've seen uh, the great work Dr. Joven is doing on your ship, and I'd be interested in getting some of those uh, scalpels, some of the bone saws, uh, any, anything with a blade, really, I think could be interesting. Actually, yeah, you guys have really been missing out on a whole wide world of instruments, like medical instruments that are really useful for extracting brains. Like, I I imagine there's, like, a satisfaction in just eating them. Uh, But sometimes when you have, like, aggression, you just want to pulverize it out, you know? Yeah, we normally want to uh, extract the brain, you know, with our mouth parts and, you know, kind of eat it then and there. But... We could definitely add a theatrical flair if I had some sort of a device. Oh, we should put St. Cecilia in the device. <laughs> Not the contraption. Again, I think maybe that's a topic we'll broach um, if Cece wakes up. When, when she wakes up, she's going to wake up. <laughs> Laura, do you want to tell everyone about your delightful meme? <laughs> Yeah, so I might, I might have um, 
very poorly painted a minion purple and put some purple tentacles on its face. And the meme says, brains are awesome. I wish everybody had one. That is very much a minion <laughs> meme type of text there, too. This is going to be uh, Admiral Grace's uh, screensaver on his phone. It's going to be his background. He oh has it God. tiled for some reason. Look, I, yeah. I had I had a moment where I was like, I could try and like do something that looked good here, and I'm like, nah, this has to be as shit as possible. MS Paint all the way. Not only is it tiled, it's not aligned correctly, so like it clips off the edge. Everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you, Do you think Admiral Grice's like profile picture is that? picture that um every 50 year old man takes that's like a low angle looking up at him while sitting in the front of a pickup truck <laughs> yes <laughs> frowning a bit it's just like yeah but yeah i mean admiral grace absolutely uh agrees to let saint cecilia chill on the evulsion she is going to be you know in that co- coma for however long uh quinn decides this is kind of a you know an open question um what what is Lisa gonna do? You're just gonna hang out here too, as the as the fleet, uh, uh, you know, kind of changes its mission. Instead of trying to you know fight all of these mind flayers who hate their ideology, they're just flying around giving other cultures the blank tadpoles. So are you gonna be part of that mission for a while? Yeah. So I think uh, Lisa is going to spend a good portion of her time um, with Cece, just like. You know, maybe she'll wake up and then as time goes on, she will uh, divide her time between continuing to do that. But then, yeah, taking part in these missions and kind of, uh, you know, getting her feet with uh, feet wet with the fact that she now has an extremely long lifespan. So she has a lot she could do with it. Yeah, so this faction got everything they wanted. You know, more people are becoming uh, illithids, uh, the, the, you know, bad mind flayers, as it were are gone, so uh, they're pretty much open to anything. Is there anything you want to establish specifically about this? Uh, this isn't necessarily the you know the last scene any of these characters will be in, but just like to close out this storyline. Um, yeah, I think uh, like sort of the the last scene of it will be uh, you know CC being kind of like wheeled into this room and like the initial hookups and everything going on and. Uh, uh, are there windows on illithid ships? Yeah, I mean, there definitely uh, are like, uh, you know, empty spaces, I guess, where you can look out. I don't know if they're glass. Uh, as of this recording, you know, we've all been playing Baldur's Gate 3 and you start on, on a nautiloid. So I'm definitely thinking you can see stuff happening outside while you're inside. I don't know if they're windows, windows, but. Well, it's very important to say, can that be reprogrammed? Whatever you want. Yeah, uh, Lisa's going to have, like, this uh, shot into space sort of reprogrammed into, like, a relaxing beach scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, except instead of, like, where towels and tents and stuff like that on the beach and, like, people would be, it's just, like, creepy gravestones. Like, really extravagant, over-the-top gravestones. Like, this really gothic fucking relaxation scene. Uh, and in the water... Are a bunch of ducks. Aww. Yeah, this is a perfect transition to the next scene, which I uh, I didn't even tell you about before. You just kind of got there, which was we you know we get uh, the four 
uh, epilogues for the four main factions, and the only player character who you know didn't show up there really was Bill Webb. And then so for the final party scene, I literally was thinking everyone has a picnic on the planet where they left Bill Webb. Uh, and so it's like you changing the windows in Cecilia's hospital room and that, you know, there's a duck <laughs> there and it just like fades from one scene to another when, you know, uh, Dr. Joven's putting out a big uh, blanket on the ground. Uh, Andre has a picnic basket. Uh, everyone's like just setting up, uh, you know, a fun day out by the pond. And Bill Webb is there, just a normal duck, just eating, you know, bread that you know, Render uh, is throwing to him, and uh, everyone's here. So this is the last, you know, group scene, I think, before we do the the individual epilogues for the, the main characters. But, uh, is there, yeah, what's going on here? Um, if there's anything you want to say to each other, that's my, my main thing. CC's just lying in the back of a pickup truck, kind of slumped over the side. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, yeah. I was thinking Cecilia's in her hospital room, but it's up to you. So, someone put shades on her. <laughs> she, she's on a marionette. <laughs> she's, she's just being like led around, like slapping drinks out of people's hands. Uh, uh, Tri- Trizzy has specifically brought some like really nice, uh, nice quality, like um, like peas to put out on the uh out on the lake mm-hmm. just to be like hey bread's good bread's good but you it, it, you got to have you got to have vegetables they're good for you too the bread the bread goes bad in the water it's just sort of scattering that out bill webb quacks at you Trizzy. you speak duck um the 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 quack is just the word food mm-hmm. um Trizzy quacks back food but excitedly <laughs> at some point uh you know that you're feeding the ducks you look down and bill webb's knife is gone and you look around and you see bill has the knife and he's running girl running away with it <laughs> um trizzy will go get it back eventually bill should no longer be trusted with the knife but like <laughs> it's clearly from it's clearly familiar i can't like i got i got it for old times <laughs> A bold statement that he should have ever been trusted with a knife. <laughs> I, it's just somewhere deep in his subconscious. He's just attracted to knife. Just yeah. it, feels, it feels right to have knife. Yeah. The the other ducks can't mess with you when you have a knife. I just picture mm-hmm. the end of Untitled Goose Game, but it's Bill Webb just throwing another knife into the pile of knives back at their home. They just have a giant pit full of them. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Buford hasn't been like fully rebuilt at this point because I think the the damage was so extensive that it's going to take it would take him quite a while to like rebuild everything. So he's kind of in sort of like a, a wheelchair situation with like just a skeletal skeletal frame for his uh completely ripped off arm just to like get him functional. And he's going to roll over to Max and uh, ask them, "So is uh how's married life treating you?" Uh, it's pretty much the same as before, I guess. I mean, we're still basically doing the same thing. Just honestly, now we have less immediate things threatening our lives. So that's a, that's a plus. Um, sorry that the new body isn't quite done for you yet, Buford, but you know. What are you going to do about it? I mean, I already ripped off my own legs. I can't blame someone else when they do it to me. I, I don't think you ripped off your own legs with your mouth, though. I think that is a bit of a different uh, 
That's true. I used a hacksaw. That's a little bit more hardcore, yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, what are your plans so, after all this now? I mean, Buford just kind of shrugs and goes, "Well, my ass is almost certainly going to jail." Yeah, well, that's for well, I I would say that's for the courts to decide. But yeah, I have. Uh, I know that. How about you? Uh, not entirely sure. I mean, for a while, I think. Cammy and I were th- interested in sticking around and helping out with Resubian, but I think that's more up to like Trizzy at this point. Maybe I don't know. The, the the we the ship is still it's not under Yausch's control, so it changes things up. But I don't know. There were some thoughts. I don't about, think Trizzy is going to have any objection to the two of you sticking around if that's what you want. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to ask her. She's over there at the lake anyway but uh Tr- trizzy shouts over from the side i i didn't mean to listen in but like i've been hoping you'd want this um i i have i have specialized cream machines installed in your cabins ready don't worry about it thanks trizzy um and then max kind of uh returns their attention to buford but yeah i mean there, there was a thought about going back to ardwing but honestly the dynamic of being out here is kind of more our energy and also we kind of want it to be out in the far well realm out in the far realm since we were kids basically so it'd be nice just to kind of stay out here and maybe take things a little bit more chill in terms of the missions yeah i mean seems like this is a good time to take a classic honeymoon at this point yeah we i talked with Cece about that she mentioned something about going to uh, where her uncle Strahd is at and just spend some time there. So we might do we might swing around there for a little bit. When my uh, when my brother Buck got married, he went on this big fishing trip with his wife. Great, great time. You ever you ever pull in an astral revi- leviathan with uh, single handedly? He he didn't. He almost got eaten, but it was a good story. I'm not sure how good a fishing I'm going to be, to be fully honest, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens. And yeah, um, just want to say, if I don't, if you do end up in well jail or otherwise, uh, at least keep in touch so we can correspond accordingly. But until then, just you know, thanks for everything, Buford. Now, thank you, Max. You're a well, you're not a kid, so you're a good, good person. And I was this close to accidentally shooting you as well, Barry was eating you, but I didn't. Yeah, well, honestly, there was a chance you might have just had to put me out of my misery there. If <laughs> was it Cammy that mag dumped him at the end? I think so. Yeah, yeah. If Cammy hadn't mag dumped mag dumped berries. Just well, I can't say brainless. He had several brains at that point. I really should see a doctor. He, I got bit by a weird, weird man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what shots you're supposed to get for this because there's maybe tetanus for one, but I don't know if there's such thing as space tetanus that you need to get shots for. for this, I think, um, when um, Max says there's probably a shot you should take for this. Like there is a like a look of like Eureka on his face, but he doesn't say anything. 
This moment interrupted by Admiral Grice, who is invited to the picnic, walking over and says, have you seen the latest mem? And it just shows you what Laura just put in the chat. Laura, do you want to tell people about the the new uh, Minions creation you have for us all? I made another Minions illicit meme. Um, It it says that that awkward moment when uh, illicit is looking for brains and it walks right past you. And it is um, a Minion zombie that's been repainted purple. I especially like it's a illithid, not yeah. an illithid. That really gives yeah. it that, that spice. Have, uh, have, that's what makes it authentic. Have I ever told you my uh, owl story? <laughs> no. No. I Okay, it's, it's a very short story. I will never forget the tattoo of a person I worked with in a supermarket like a decade ago. And it was the mm-hmm. most intricately drawn owl I have ever seen. This beautifully detailed, like, photorealistic black and white owl. And under Underneath it, it simply said, a owl, question mark? (laughs) And I can't get it out of my head. (laughs) I think my Aunt Gertrude might be in the same uh, Spacebook group as you, Admiral. (laughs) How did I not think of Spacebook? We have to have said Spacebook at some point. Uh, uh, Who do we think would have invited everybody? Like, who who do we think coordinated this? That would probably be Lisa, right? Because she's the, the the party officer, effectively. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I like the idea that Lisa is sort of off to the side, and uh, she has, like, a giant, sort of, you know, like, those gothic umbrellas that, like, cast a whole shadow over you, but she's put, like, fun, colorful pom-poms around, like, the perimeter of it to, like, brighten it up. And she's just sort of overseeing and kind of being like, all right, are they having enough fun? Like, like she's specifically almost kind of seems like she's staying away from everybody and just watching from afar. You better be having fun. I specifically requested it. <laughs> um, Trizzy, you're uh, having fun with Bill Webb when King Humongous comes up uh, behind you and uh, uh, tries to steal your overalls off your body. Um. Is there something I can roll for Trizzy <laughs> to have the realization finally that King Humongous is not real? <laughs> I believe everyone knows. You can choose to not know. Okay. But... No. Okay. If if everyone knows, that's fine. Um, I lost track of the state of do I know this reality? Um, yeah. Yeah. Because in... uh, Saint Cecilia scanned him during uh, that arc. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Yeah. In in that in that case, Trizzy is just gonna turn to King Humongous and say. I want more than anything for every single member of the Rizubian to stay on the Rizubian and stay as one big happy family. You are the exception. These are my overalls. Get out. <laughs> oh, I really, I, I really thought that was going in a different direction. <laughs> Don't take my bloody overalls, King. You pervert. Get off my ship. Because of my overalls, you'll never have them back. <laughs> I've never washed them. <laughs> I love that. Because, yeah, uh, Trizzy's whole character arc about opening up, becoming friends with people, having real connections. <laughs> and then one of the last things you do is just like, get out of my fucking face, dog. <laughs> Look, 100% of it is the overalls thing. Trizzy would be fine if King Humongous didn't keep trying to steal back the overalls. Even if King Humongous was real, the way Trizzy remembers it, those were a gift. You don't take back a gift. Stop trying to steal my overalls. 
I think Max uh, Buford seeing this is happening kind of whispers to Max, I'm pretty sure King Humongous actively was attempting to kill Trizzy earlier. I don't know why we invited him to this party. Trizzy <laughs> uh, Tr- Trizzy turns around and goes, oh no, I invited him. I, w- I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> You're going to leave him here on the picnic planet? No, no, no. We're going to take him and put him somewhere else. We're not going to leave him near Bill. Bill deserves okay, better. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Lisa is going to go over to Andre and she's going to be like, you know, I paid for a bartender. So you're actually, you don't need to work now. And I, I did. I don't know if you read the invitation. It, it it said there's an hourly fun quota that you do need to meet and you're not meeting it if you're working. I'm not working. I'm doing charcuterie. It's my passion. <laughs> are you are you at least using supplies that were purchased for this? Because this is going to be invoiced later. My my private stash is of much higher quality. <laughs> I don't disagree because funds are a little low without the Lickums money coming in so much anymore. But I mean, who doesn't love bologna? You can't do something with uh. 40 pounds of bologna, she says, looking over her notes. (laughs) Have you ever had rust monster cheese? Most people don't even know they lactate. I didn't didn't know they did. How did they discover that? (laughs) The entire contraption would have to be made out of plastic, I guess. Oh, yes. Oh, God, we'd be drinking so much plastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's macroplastics now. (laughs) I believe traditionally it's all done by hand. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Uh, you had to milk the rust monsters. I also have Displacer Beast cheese. You should try it. <laughs> try well. Did you also milk them? Mathers helped. <laughs> Do you just have a milking? What haven't you milked? <laughs> You've never been to the milking chamber? <sighs> I didn't know we had one. Of course. I assumed it was a joke when I walked by. <laughs> it was written in crayon. <laughs> it's very clearly labeled. <laughs> it says shh in front of it. <laughs> After all the thefts we had at my at my diner with all the the blood, uh, I had to get creative to obfuscate. It's security through obfuscation. I mean, I'm not the security officer, so whatever crimes you committed there, don't mean anything. Um, I want you to put a warning label on these cheeses, though. (laughs) Would that be good for morale? Um, no, but it's good legally in case this gets traced back to us. Andre, were you were you bringing displacer beasts onto the? Who was getting milked in this room? Uh, all right, everyone at this picnic, raise your hand if you've been milked. Uh, that's, that's that's a bit more hands than I was expecting. Um, yeah, Lisa's like, why is my hand up? Yeah, Cl- clown cheese is a delicacy in many systems. Oh God! Get your hands oh. off my cheese! I, 
This we have clown meat and nothing else. <laughs> I may be diametrically opposed to the concept of an HR department, but I think this might be why they were invented. Yeah. Ever since Ophelia died, I can do whatever I want. I'm unhinged. Oh, my God. Well, oh, no. Andre's in charge of dairy resources now, it looks like. We truly created a monster by letting... by having Ophelia die. Yeah. Andre says, I'm an incubus. I get I get sustenance from uh, catering to people's vices. Mine, my specialty is cheese. <laughs> you didn't know? No, your specialty is milking. It is not cheese. <laughs> not the meat clown. <laughs> Our Discord's fucking popping off today. This is a classic meat clown image, and then <laughs> there's some kind of uh, minion slash troll meme Laura's done to us. Is that, a, is that the hair from a troll doll? No, my understanding is this is also a minion. One of the films had purple minions, I think. <laughs> I think I think Buford's already a little bit traumatized after getting his nipples shocked in front of everyone. And I think he sidles away from Andre a bit. Dan just put the meet the fuckers. I have nipples. Can you milk me image in for the record? Uh, we're just going to have to post all of these. Every episode of Dice Funk has a link to the Discord in the chat. So when this comes out, we'll have to remember to dump all these memes in there. <laughs> oh, boy. So... Characters. I can read the list here. We got uh, Bridget, Captain Jamil, Cortazar, Dr. Joven, Abaddon, Janet, Jeff Made of Swords, Cammy, uh, mm-hmm. Mathers, Render, Wallace. Oh, I should cross off Ophelia. She's dead as fuck. <laughs> we brought her body. <laughs> we feed, We're feeding her to the we ducks. Just feed her we we just brought... We just brought a bucket of her body. <laughs> oh my god, are you just chumming the water with Ophelia? <laughs> that that depends. Is Bill enjoying it? <laughs> yeah, Bill's nasty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this party's taking such a dirty turn. <laughs> yeah, it's a real fuck fest. Um, uh, I, I, I want... Uh, can Lisa talk to uh, Bridget? Of course. I, I want her to walk over and be like... Are you having a good time? Uh, yeah. Uh, Bridget, I I think has been uh chumming the water with Ophelia. Uh, she she's loving uh feeding feeding the ducks, and she goes, uh, uh yeah, I, I I really am. Really, you're not like you know just lying for the sake of the party, because like I said, that there is a deposit of fun, but it's not. I mean, it is, but I'll make it up on my end. I just want to make sure you're not, like, you know, a little nervous about anything. Um, well, no, I have to say it's better than the last party I was at on the Resubian. There's no real hostage situation. Uh, so already got points there. (laughs) And I've apologized profusely for that. Well, to be honest, it really wasn't the hostage part that was bothering me. I was really sleepy at the end of that. I I, I needed a nap. Oh, did you get one? Uh, actually, no. Uh, the next day, I got sort of embroiled in a uh, adventure with a species of alien people didn't think existed. Classic Rizubian, you know. It was adventure after adventure. But yeah, I'm uh. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I'll I'll admit I don't really know what I'm gonna do next. I 
I just sort of joined up with the mission and well, it's kind of over now. Yeah, but you are in the far realm. So there's a lot of weird new opportunities if that's up your alley. Yeah, that's true. It's just, um, well, this was my first time really being away from home and don't, don't get me wrong. I've, I've loved everything I've experienced here and getting away from my nine siblings was, well, eight of my nine siblings was pretty great. Um, but I don't know. There's, there's parts of it I miss. Yeah. Do you think you might return home? I think I think I need to sit on it a bit longer. I I I graduated college at 16 and I didn't really know what to do. And for 2 years the family was trying to get me to join up in the business and make spreadsheets to optimize shipping flows and all sorts of uh, boring shit that Buford loves. And I just wanted to die doing that and I thought coming out here would let me do something that matters and it did but I don't know what I want to do now really well I mean with that kind of resume and being like a grade A genius you can do whatever you want I think first I need to patent my inventions uh, because I mean Bill over there already stole one of them and named it without me so that feels that feels a little a little bit of a faulty mistake on my part yeah, are you gonna keep? Are you gonna keep the burning hole? I think I legally have to. It, it's well, not legally. Uh, he sort of caused the PR to happen already. Mm. So it's like, well, you know, you know how uh, band aids are called band aids, but that's just the name of a brand. No, I've never heard of a band aid. <laughs> <laughs> what what do clowns use when they get cut then? Uh, balloons. We we just tie balloons around it, and then you you continue on with the show. You guys get a lot of infections, don't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> this, these noses aren't natural. You squeeze your nose twice. Oh god. Oh, is that is that all infection? <laughs> Most of it. Oh. A little bit acid. <laughs> uh, is that from the infection? <laughs> Who knows? Science is a mystery. Look. I, I just, I want to make sure you're on a good path because I'm kind of a screw up and I want to make sure you have a good shot going forward. I don't think you're a screw up. You beat a giant monster to death with a pair of nunchucks. Yeah, I mean, I rolled with the punches pretty good, but like, not for nothing. I, I lied pretty hard on my resume to get this job. I didn't actually know what a morale officer did. I thought I'd eat a bunch of mushrooms, but it turns out it's an entirely different thing altogether. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of hung with a bad crowd for most of my life. Well, you, I mean, successfully completed your job as a morale officer, so I think you just have that title now. So you could probably really just keep doing that if you want to. Legally, they can't take it from me. I'll be your reference if you want one. Hell yeah. It's just gonna give you a, like a like a high five. And yeah, uh, Bridget high fives her with her bloody Ophelia chunk covered hands. <laughs> uh when you do that, you see Lisa just immediately starts like licking her palm clean, like almost gratuitously. <laughs> like knows. really ravenously. Perfect. She's like, I don't 
<laughs> I don't normally get to have real blood because I'm trying to kind of stick to CC's diet, but like every so often it's so good. <laughs> the, is it? Because this is like a week old. Shh, shh, don't tell anybody. I mean, the refrigeration on the Resubian is crazy good. <laughs> That's I mean, the one thing we know about that ship. It's been dry aged, okay? This is dry aged blood. Are you, uh. Are you gonna drink the rest of that, Ophelia? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't, but you might have to fight Bill for it. <laughs> take him. <laughs> oh my god. In the background, you hear someone saying, Help! Help! <laughs> Help! I'm drowning! I'm drowning in the duck pond! Help! <laughs> Who is it? Who's drowning in the duck pond? Who do you think? Cortazar. Oh. Uh, yes, obviously. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna have Cammy go after her to help them. <laughs> just... It is three inches of water, man. <laughs> My shields do nothing! It's it's fine. Cortazar's going to fail the roll to drown and will therefore be fine. Uh, Did did he pin himself into the water with his own shields? (laughs) Oh god, I'm all tangled up. Why did I bring the net shield? (laughs) In my mind, he trips into the water and then gets trapped under his own shield and can't get back up. Yeah, exactly. Would it, Thank you, Cammy. Would oh. it just be a mercy to let this happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Cammy's just looking at Cortazar, just thinking, you know, maybe we should drop the whole shield act to just give you a gun or something, Cortazar. <laughs> oh, I'd love a gun. Do you have a gun? I, I have another prototype here. Uh, here. And Cammy just tosses Cortazar a gun. Um, you have to be careful. The safety takes a little bit extra to 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 disable, but you know, we can go over protocol when we get back on the ship. I can't wait to parry and blow with this gun. Uh, you're not gonna do much parrying if you try that. That it might just blow up in your face if you try that. Someone's never played Bloodborne. Hold on, is that how Cortazar has based his entire fighting style? Attempting to do, be a Dark Souls character? <laughs> yeah, just completely fucked up his stats. He doesn't know what they mean. Put everything in faith, somehow. Yeah, I have faith that I will be good at fighting. Mm-hmm. Can I get uh, perception checks from everyone? Okay, sure. Mm, if you must. Uh, 14. Uh... Yeah, uh, Cammy rolls a 15, Max rolls a 33. 19. Uh, 21. Everyone succeeds, but Max with a 30 fucking 3. Um, you notice that a bunch of, uh, food from the picnic suddenly goes missing. Um, and with that incredible roll, I think you are able to, uh, match the footprints in the, uh, in the soil to some, uh, gray aliens you have seen previously. Max just sort of like notices the grays, just sort of smiles, gives like a big old thumbs up, and then just turns away and forgets that he. The, and then Max turns yeah. away, and forgets that they saw the grays there. It's like, huh? Why is all the food gone? <laughs> yeah, it, actually, you just had a whole conversation with them, but then they walked away, and so it, they, the audience doesn't hear because you've forgotten it. So, 
You had a very touching reunion. What, what was the character, Laura? Uh, the one the grave we kept renaming? <laughs> uh, well, that, that's the problem, is we kept renaming them. So the question is, what's their name now? How Rumble many stuff, uh, Bumbersnatch. How many, how many rotations away is it from where it started? Yeah, like, Max, you reach up and feel your face, and it's wet with tears because you had just such a beautiful farewell conversation. It was just, like, so poignant, and, uh, you know, you really got to the heart of a lot of issues, and then they walked away, and you just don't remember that. Max just feels their face like, God, oh, jeez. I didn't think I was tearing up over this whole thing here, but I guess you know, it's just nice to be uh, in a place of calm for once. So that's the only that's the only explanation I have for why... Face is so wet right now. <laughs> the Greys were actually intrinsic to the last like ten episodes. Just nobody remembers they were there. Um. Okay. The last list of names that we had for this character were Govol, Gerbil, Garvin, Gerbil, Gervin. <laughs> so Gervin, I think, is where we last left off with them. I, I, I it's just like, did like, like Max looks down. There's like a, like a like a little like like a uh, necklace, and on the back is from Gervin, and Max like. Who the hell is this from? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I literally was going to uh, incorporate the greys into the final mission, but I was like, how would that even work? Because every time they leave your you know, your site, you, you forget them. So that that's what happened, actually. They were there. They were integral. They saved a bunch of people's lives, and just none of you remember. Yeah, who, who the fuck is Gareth? Yeah. <laughs> actually, um... Because this would be the only, like, probably the last goodbye uh, between Buford to be able to say anything to Cece. He will, in, like, a quiet moment when people are doing something, uh, like, roll his wheelchair up to him, uh, up to her, and uh, just quietly, like, say to her, Look, I don't know if you can hear me or not, Miss St. Cecilia. I remember the title this time. Um, but thanks for everything you did on this mission and I hope whenever you wake up you have a brand new adventure with your girlfriend over there happy trails then you just rolled away I I think that uh, Lisa will just kind of like she's in the middle of talking to somebody um, but like out of the corner eye does witness that scene and just kind of gives a smile. She's not going to like interrupt it or anything like that. So as the party goes on and everyone else is, you know, mingling and talking, we get to see all, all the other characters. Uh, there's Jeff made of swords. Uh, there's Janet, the Uchelon from Fashion Bug. Uh, we can invite uh, Mort, the doppelganger from the Black Hole Station. I'm just like looking at like who's the most obscure characters we met and then never ran into again. Uh, the Tortle from that one planet during the OAT. <laughs> uh, oh, can can the uh, the radar jammer that survived and got launched into space be back? The what? The the little uh, nautiloid fucking thing. Uh, they were like from the first mission of Home Team. The slug. Were, yeah, the slug jammers. The, the jammer got, leech. Like, yeah. The jammer <laughs> leech one got like sent off into space and it did survive, so it's back now and just hanging out. Yeah, it just what lands in the grass nearby and just starts flopping around. Uh, uh-huh. the, the the fascist illithids from the the water park planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, leechy, you made it. Hey, everyone, it's Leechy, the leech. 
What a miss for the world, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so all, all the, the, you know, the beloved characters are hanging out. Um, and eventually uh, you see uh, the Tully, uh, that ship come down and land in the grass like a suitable distance away. And uh, Wendy McDonald flies off and towards you all fashionably late to the party. And she is carrying something. What is she carrying? Uh, it appears to be a radio of some kind, like a basically like a boombox. It's huge to her. It's it's small to you, but she is carrying it with all of her strength. Mm-hmm. Um, Dot seems worried because or uh, Lisa seems worried because she's like, I already have music playing. It, uh-huh. It's the appropriate level of uh, groove. We're not allowed to go over <laughs> a certain groove threshold, or this could get wild. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Lily, could you turn off the uh, the Toe Jam and Earl uh, soundtrack for a minute? L- lower that because I wanted. To, <laughs> it's too groovy. I wanted. I wanted to show everybody something. But everybody, I mean, how will anyone be funktacular? I mean, we can get Funktacular after, and you, as she's getting closer, she has this boombox. You see uh, Wendy is, like, covered head to toe in blood. Uh, she is going to begrudgingly turn it off. I think you mean grudgingly. No. I think it's what you meant with grudgingly. <laughs> I think what you meant is stop being a fucking a, a lawyer for words, Austin. I, I think what Lisa meant is actually, are you going to eat that? <laughs> yeah. Lisa just starts licking Wendy. <laughs> just, I got a little something on the. Oh, wow. It's actually everywhere. Oh, don't worry, I'll get it. You want to just all climb right. in my mouth for a second? Yeah. I won't eat you. Let me give you an old I, mouth hug here. You know? I won't eat you. I promise. Yeah. Uh, While well, Lisa's distracted with the blood, uh, uh, Wallace turns down uh, the the uh, Panic on Funkatron soundtrack. So Wendy can uh, set up a boombox and uh, gather everyone around. She like you know uh, casts uh, fairy fire to create like a big purple aura, so everyone around the pond comes to see what she has to show everyone. This is a this a karaoke moment. What are we doing here, Wendy? <laughs> Wendy says, uh, "Oh, I just got back from a little trip in the old time machine." Oh no. What did you do, Wendy? <laughs> what do you mean, what did I do? I, I'm covered in blood. What do you think I did? I know you killed somebody, but who? Uh, Wendy turns on the radio, and you hear a jingle for Lickum's ice cream. Did you kill the CEO of Lickum's ice cream, Wendy? <laughs> no, silly. I went back in time, and I took care of the... This is a... This is a transmission from Earth. Uh, you re- we really we Wait, missed the whole point of what I'm trying to do here. You did you you did the thing. You sorted the thing. I sorted the thing. Oh, oh. that's a relief. I really was not entirely 100% sure what it was we needed to do to fix the thing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the the big evil worms that we uh gave everything gave them everything they wanted. Let's not Look too deeply into that abyss. Uh, they gave me this picture, and she, you know, pulls out a bloody uh, 
you know, Polaroid and <laughs> says, you know, I just went, I just nipped back uh, the captain. Let me just go back and take care of her real quick. Uh, so if anybody wants to listen to Earth Radio, <laughs> she starts playing with the knob. I'm pretty sure uh, the big blopper has a, a marathon going on. 72 hours of blop, they call it. New blop? <laughs> He's only got three songs. <laughs> <sighs> Not in this reality. Each one it's is all seven. Blop all the time now. Each song is seven and a half hours long, though. Mm-hmm. And and and, and oh, you and, can't stop blopping. And and the thing about that, no matter what they try, they try to make other different genres blop and bass, you know, uh, you know, <clears throat> dub blop and things like that. They never catch on. Pe- people just wet ass blopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, people are just like Fuck the tracks off. are too short. They're only five hours. You know, how can I get into the groove in only five hours? Yeah, so you all have done what you set out to do. Uh, you know, connection with Earth is reestablished. Uh, in this timeline, at least, uh, there was no apocalypse there. In fact, you, uh, after playing with the you know knob a little bit, this is like intergalactic radio, uh, Wendy tunes you to some kind of news report about uh, the discovery of a jamming device on Mars. It was like buried hundreds of years ago, and that's what took out uh, communication everywhere. Ah. And she says... I, I did a little digging to make the timeline match. You know, we got that plot. We got that plausible deniability. What a, what a plausible series of events that could explain what happened. How very yeah. plausible. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, I mean that does make sense. No paradoxes and such. Uh, right. So I guess that. Yeah, it does kind of resolve everything. Then I guess. Uh, there's no inevitables at least so that's a good sign um so wait so what's what are you doing next then wendy after all this well i wanted to duel saint cecilia so uh we could decide who uh you know how she's gonna make up cutting my wings off to me but then she went and did a bunch of stupid hero stuff and is a now a big big sleepus doing a big sleep uh, gesturing over to Saint Cecilia's unconscious body, so I guess I'm gonna have to stick, take Gub Gub's stupid offer to become a highly paid security consultant. Ooh, look at me! I'm I do com- I do commerce and trade and the uh, eco- ec- uh, economy. You're you're gonna be killing a lot of pirates. Don't you worry. Excellent. Uh, Beef's like, yeah, I think that she'll fit just fine in your organization. Oh yeah, I did hear on the the radio that like a hundred million guys with uh, handcuffs are coming for you, Gub Gub. So I don't know if you want to go on the run or do you want to get some guns or what? Uh, Buford kind of sighs and goes, "And what? Run? Be on the run for the rest of my life?" I mean, if you want to do that, the 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 Doctor Who, Doctor Who spaceship is going to be traveling around space and time and be pretty uncatchable. The way, the way I see it, I'm probably going to be spending at least a giant chunk of my life away from my family and the few things I really do care about and my friends. I'd rather have the chance at some day getting back and living my own life as opposed to just always looking over my shoulder until something eventually gets me. That end... We need uh, someone to take the fall for something, so 
looks better if I'm in jail. Okay, well, if you change your mind, you want to kill a bunch of cops with me, let me know, Gub Gub. I don't. I don't think that'll help the look of the peace mission. <laughs> we we, we don't have a time want that to be now. the first the first con, uh, intergalactic uh, meeting after all this. We have a time machine now. Bow before us, mortals. <laughs> come on, come hang out in a time before you did the crime. In a pre-crime time. <laughs> the pre-crime time. Ooh, is that clown cheese? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think that's Lisa cheese. <laughs> I mean, at least use it. It's already gone, you know? I just don't want it to go to waste. What? Well, hold on. This is... Let, this is... let my milking be for this something. This is the, well, the fabled fourth entry, Lisa the cheesy, you know? Wait, hold on a second. We have a time machine, and we have pre-clown Lisa cheese, which I think makes it more valuable because you were part of a massive historical uh, incident. We could hide this for a pe long period of time, go to the future, and take that finely aged clown cheese and sell it. <laughs> Using the time machine only for cheese arbitrage. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're financial geniuses. <laughs> I like this idea. There's a lot of money in it. <laughs> is there? Is there? <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, Buford will um, uh, once we've had this. Uh, well, he'll he'll suggest uh, two things. Uh, I think one we can do slight, slightly after this. He'll um, he'll ask Wendy, Wendy, before uh, one last time before I get swatted uh want to play and he pulls out his gore slammer 69 million set oh my god i forgot about gore slammer oh my god we have to do it okay so i have i think i have game proficiency and then intelligence and then you're just intelligence yep all right let's do it for all for all the marbles um let's see and i have the additional bonus from the mm -hmm. The constellation of the tadpole. Oh my god. You're gonna do it. You ready? You're, you're gonna absolutely fuck me here, so yes. Alright. Seventeen. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. It's a pretty close match. Uh I'll, I'll use a flash of genius. It's a fifteen. I didn't get as blown out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wendy says, Who's the genius now, Buford? <laughs> All right, you got me. You got better at this game after, I don't know, months of uh, in <laughs> intricate murder plots. I learned that when you use this thing called strategery, you can win more than just sending all your guys at the at the at the fight. So I I put my little shield guys over here. This is a little trick Cortazar taught me. Oh, so that's why I won that side. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely smashed that entire half of the map. <laughs> Um, Buford will say, uh, you know, if I'm going to jail, I don't think I can bring this with me. I'm pretty sure it's contraband, and I also don't know how I would smuggle it in. Do you want my models? I'm sure you'd keep them safe. Hmm. Do I get an office at the Gubbins Company and I can put all your models in? I mean, I think you're getting my office. Oh my god, what's in there? Are there any secrets? Um... Yes, but I don't think I should tell you about them. 
Okay. I'm going to tear your office apart looking for secrets. So It's another head in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Every drawer has a head in it. <laughs> oh, no. I Maybe I do need to go on the run. You're going to find my dating profile. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah, and Buford will suggest, um, well, it seems like the party's starting to wind down, uh, and he'll produce a uh, camera out of his mechanical parts and go, how about a group photo for uh, last time we're going to see each other for a while? Render says, I can take it and <laughs> telekinetically picks the, the, you know, the camera and can put it, you know, turn it around and point it at everybody. Mm -hmm. It's very helpful to be able to move things with your mind. All right. Somebody pose, Cece. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're doing weekend at Bernie's with a <laughs> beloved player character. Uh, <sighs> I'm trying to even comprehend if it's like, it does seem sort of gauche to take, like, to, I don't know. Is it gauche to take a photo of someone in a coma? Like, we're all here. <laughs> we we threw a body into a duck pond as chum. <laughs> But that's just the Rezubian char. Exactly, I mean, you know, like a charming nut gauche. Come on. Anyways. Hot dog family on three. One, two, three. Hot dog, Hot dog, dog family. family. Hot dog family. It's a mouthful to say. Member status reports. Addendum. Cami Ray. Ardling operative. I figure that Cami is mostly just spending time like getting uh the 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 mutual room set up for for her and Max since they're probably gonna be staying on the Resubian after everything's said and done. So she's just sort of getting flower stuff set up, getting the models and stuff organized, getting Max's clothes scattered on the ground in just the right way so it looks like what they expect it to, you know, all those things. Um, and pretty sure Dash could just show up at any time at that point then. Um, yeah, so with this, uh, at some point during this, there is a, a knock on the door and a sort of polite, uh, um, I hope I'm not intruding. Uh, it's fine, Dash. Just come on in. Oh, um, hi. Hi. Um, oh, wow. This place is looking very, it's looking very like you're settling in. Yeah, I think to start, well, I'm just trying to merge both of our sort of vibes together into one space. Probably change over time, but figure it's a good starting point. Very, very sensible. Find that sort of mid, uh, mid, mid ground, you know, um, it's 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 looking lovely. Um I'm I need to go. I need to I need to find Max before I head off, but I'm 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 going to head off soon. Um Settling down has never really been my speed and I've got reckless adventures to get back to. I mean, yeah, that's I figured that you'd be heading back to Ardwing and such, and now things being the way they are, there might be more opportunities 
least out here, to go on, you know, missions and the like. But exactly. There's, you know, mysterious space cubes aren't going to pick themselves up and interact with them to the point of absorbing me into them. I've got to, I got to, I got to go do reckless space adventures. Just be careful about the Surlons, I guess. Uh, I have no idea how much influence they're going to have with what was been set up, but for the time being, it was important to acquiesce. But are you, are you, you're okay with what Max and I are going to do, right? Just staying with the Resubian? Of, of, of course, of course I am. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm just really happy to see that Max has found a place they want to be and someone they want to be there with and honestly you seem lovely and I am I couldn't be more sincere when I say that I I think you two seem wonderful together and wherever the two of you want to go and be in life you're gonna make it work that's sweet of you to say Dash I'm probably still going to give you a hard time over the whole shooting Max down in a movie theater that was on fire. I might I might dig in a little bit on that when the holidays roll around, but you know. Is is this going to be like your equivalent of when people tell like jokes about the bad in-laws? Is is this what this is going to be? Is this is this my like uh oh well you think your in-laws are bad uh well, <laughs> jab it's it's all in jest, but if you Max should still be around and easy enough to find if you need to talk to them. But uh, I guess I'm glad we were able to find you out here, and you know you you always wanted to see you always wanted there to be a wedding, and I'm I'm glad we had a nice one. I yeah. hope I wasn't that overbearing. I know I was a little overbearing, but like, hopefully, I was within acceptable parameters of overbearing. You hopefully only get get one of these. It was a, a it was wonderful. <laughs> well, Max and I will also make sure to take care of the other loose ends out here. But yeah, it's. I'm glad that. I'm glad that you're I'm glad that you're better now and I'm pretty sure we'll run into each other at some point out here if we're going to be spending some time I'm out. sure we will. I will warn you. I have heard that there are some mysterious um some mysterious glowing spheres popping up in space that are making promises to people of uh got huge amounts of cosmic power so like as long as those don't absorb me, uh, I'm sure we'll see each other again soon. <laughs> There's just a bit of a smile on Cammy's face, and she gives Dash like a quick hug after that. Uh, Dash gives the hug back and then goes, don't worry, I'm joking. They're, they're little pyramids. <laughs> That's the worst option. We've discussed this. <laughs> Member status reports. Addendum. Wendy McDonald. Fairy Illithid. Freelancer.
Which Gubbin sibling is in charge of hiring at uh, the security company? Uh, let me pull up my list of siblings. There's Bruce, Buck, Bobby, Bobby with an I, Brittany. Uh, <laughs> Barry got deleted out to be replaced with um, uh, Brett, uh, Baxter, Steve, and Bridget. So I'm going to say it's uh, Bobby with a Y. Also, can I can I just say Barry is on the the physical list that I still had, and that's wild to me that Barry became such a not not sibling character. I I once played a character with uh, twelve siblings, and I think thirty two cousins that I mapped out in a full family tree. Why? Hey, because hey, the whole bit Dan, was that on, he was Dan, a farm hold boy. On, hold on, Dan. Hold on, Dan. Dan. Yeah. Why? So on any given moment, I could reference my Uncle Hercules uh, doing something weird. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you have your priorities straight. Um, so Wendy is sitting in a normal-sized chair. She's a tiny fairy in a business office on Earth somewhere. And she says, uh, my, greatest, my greatest weakness, I would say I care too much about stabbing. <laughs> I take you want me to play Bobby in this scenario? Of course. Uh, well, that that sounds like that'll be just fine. I mean, it's a common a common weakness in the line of work that we have here. Uh, now, we do offer a great healthcare plan. Uh, any amputations or loss of limb is covered, as well as a life insurance policy uh, gratis that get, will cover any of your. Uh, next of kin or loved ones in case of your untimely death. There's also a pension program that rolls over to them. Um, how? What is your feeling on company spirit days? Oh, there's ghosts. I would love to meet a ghost. Yeah, there are. There are actually quite a few ghosts on our our uh, space trucks. A lot of people die on them. Yeah, and they're harder to shoot. So that's a great. That's a great asset. Yeah, actually, Bridget's uh, little burning hole is fr frankly probably going to revolutionize our ghost fighting capabilities. We're considering uh, just—I'll tell you because you're, you know, a friend of the family. We're considering branching out pretty heavily into that industry. Uh, considering, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's got to fight ghosts. We ain't want no ghosts in here. <laughs> We're establishing the fucking Ghostbusters in this universe now. Um, <laughs> so wait, I, there's a there's some kind of uh, insurance policy. So if I die, you can send all my stuff to Cortazar. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's good. I don't know if I want any more amputations. I already, I have rocket wings, which is really cool, but I never got to kick Cece's ass for cutting my first wings off, so I got to process that one first before anything else falls off. Uh, don't worry. While we offer uh, free upgrade plans for your limbs, it is more of a... Um a general, if you get injured in the line of work here, we're going to cover. We're going to make sure you're taken care of. I am definitely going to get injured, Gub Gub. That is like half of my thing. It makes magic come out. Uh, that was, This is just part of who I am. It was not part of my personal quest to stop exploding into fireballs and you know flowers and whales and stuff. That's just going to keep happening. All right. I might just have to make a couple adjustments to our budget for in that case, though. Uh, but I think, frankly, considering the amount of budget we had to deal with for covering up some of Buford's issues, that'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I love Bubu. <laughs> I had to call him Bubu now to make the differentiate from you, Gub Gub. Yeah, a bit odd that you chose me to be Gub Gub. There are many people in my family here. 
Yeah, this, it's going to get confusing, but that's just part of my charm. Um, mm. Also, I do want to, can I have it in the contract that I don't have to listen to what anyone says? I mean, that was pretty much Buford's modus operandi, so that's about par for the course. All right, that's this is the great company. I should have started here. Why did I do, bother with peace first? Just because I thought I was going to get to kill my dad? How short-sighted. Probably shouldn't talk about killing my dad in a job interview. You didn't hear that. It's fine. Well, I mean, who who can say who someone who can say they haven't wanted to kill a family member now and again? I have eight siblings. I understand the feeling quite well. Oh yeah. So how many? There's uh yeah. What was I say? Yeah. So you all were tadpoles together. That's that's bananas. And uh, how robotic are you? Uh, I am not. I am a twin, which I guess is probably the weirdest thing about me. Uh, my other twin is also Bobby, with an eye, of course. Uh, oh, you have like a whole fleshed out thing, huh? I thought you. I thought I was gonna stump you, and you just went right into it. Absolutely. Uh, the <laughs> uh, ethereal being who created me had this prepared quite a while ago. <laughs> oh my! I bet there was all kinds of possibilities there, huh? Absolutely. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Uh, frankly. Buford optimized a lot of this stuff, so really you're just going to be taking stuff when shit hits the fan, or really just kind of pub stomping on occasion. Uh, there there are going to probably be more issues now that, you know, Buford's probably going to be in jail for quite some time. We're going to be seen as a little bit weaker. That's going to make some people think there's an opportunity to get in. You'll have to sort of lay, lay down the law, so to speak. Yeah, I mean... Bubu said I could kill some pirates, which sounds pretty cool, but I was concerned about, you know, the Surlons, or these kind of horseworm guys, they seem pretty bad, and then there's the Lickums Corporation, I don't know if they're going to try to steal my friend's ship. Do you know Trizzy the Goblin? She's kind of famous. She invented time travel? Yeah, Buford told me about her. She seems like quite a good engineer. I sent her a, uh, uh, a scout in email. She did not respond, uh, so I might just send her a follow-up in a day or so. I mean, probably not going to get her, but there's no point in not trying, ain't there? Yeah, I think she has it hooked up. If you send her an email, it prints it out and drops it into a suggestion box that's, like, in the incinerator. So I don't – I'll I'll talk to her. She'll, she'll probably answer uh, if I text her. But it sounds like you're maybe angling for something here. I mean, Buford, uh, f- fuck Lickums. Holy shit. <laughs> Everything I hear about that company. <laughs> Look, I, I'm aware we're a big corporation here and there's inherent problems with us, but we try to keep our our our, our shit clean as possible, at least treat our people right. You know, mm-hmm. I would be perfectly happy to uh, engage in some corporate, shall we say, uh, warfare. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm all about. I thought I thought my journey was going to end with me learning the value of peace, but I didn't. I didn't learn that at all. So the question is, who am I allowed to kill? Uh, well, let's say for current purposes, uh, anyone that shoots at you first, uh, definitely allow, allowed to kill in that scenario. Um, as for corporate warfare and, as you said, dealing with the Sirlons, we can we can probably work something out there. Far realms opening up, military need shipping contracts and security deals. Some can, some can be done there. Okay, well, I guess I'll just sign here. Oh no, I poked myself with the pen and activated my wild magic. Laura, uh, one last roll. Okay, one last uh, ride. I gotta, I, gotta get, I gotta get a book. <laughs> I hadn't prepped for this. Uh, what's what's 
Oh no, I closed roll 20. I thought we were done rolling things. <laughs> okay. One you... last ride. Okay, have you rolled? What's your number? Where are we at? Absolutely. 15. Okay, uh, 15. Um, it kills any human in the room and destroys their entire company. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, no. Um, what I have written for 15 is... <laughs> Your wrestling announcer ring arrival promo begins. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm just walking around the Govins building and the, the John Cena song is playing as I uh... is, is that is is that what yours is? <laughs> I don't know enough wrestling promos, but I know the John Cena song. Oh my god, no, you're running around doing Steiner math about all the space pirates you're gonna kill. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do you wanna hit us with that? You're my announcer. So uh Wendy is carrying a, a cardboard box with all of Buford's Gore Slammer figures in it as she goes into her new office and uh, over the you know the mat the wild magic is causing me to be announced as i go uh so yeah there's a voice that's like you know what they say that all men are created equal but you look at me and you look at these sorry space pirates and you see that statement is not true see normally when you go one-on-one -on -one with another illithid you got a 50 50 chance of winning but i'm a genetic fairy freak and i'm not normal so you got a 25 percent at best that beat me then you add gubbins into the mix your chances of winning drastic go down see space pirates when I start assaulting you, you got a 33 and one-thirds chance of winning. But I, because a genetic fairy freak, got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning. Because Gubbins know they ain't even going to try to stop me. I'm employed by them, and they're not even going to try. So Space Pirates, you take your 33 and one-third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you have an eight one-thirds chance of winning at stealing things from my company. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we were to go one-on-one -on -one and then add 66 two-thirds chance and I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning space pirates. You see, senor pirates, the numbers don't lie and they spell disaster for you. Crew member status reports. Addendum. Trizzy, Goblin, Engineer. The main thing Trizzy wants to do before um, everything sort of kicks off with uh, time-travelling hero adventures is to go have one more chat with someone that she's not had a huge amount of time to hang out with, which is uh, Abaddon. Yeah, I mean, you've been together all season. You got him in the first arc, so... Yeah, but I mean, you know, since since Abaddon was Abaddon, has uh, you know, there been a relatively small part of that. Yeah, where where would he be? I think he's probably in in the gym training, new like new demonic powers or something, or you know, something like that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, Trizzy, in order to have an excuse to to strike up a conversation. Uh, is is gonna go into the gym and like try and work out as well nearby, uh, <laughs> despite having never used a gym before and having no idea what any of the equipment does. It is literally a guess. <laughs> Are you out of the robot suit and so your tiny little goblin body is getting like thrown around by the machines? Um, I think that is that is the plan. Uh, it's Trizzy trying to be like, yeah, I I totally I I totally know 
I, where I put my feet in this one. <laughs> it's either that or you're just like lifting so hard in the, in the suit that you're just like snapping things in half. You're just like, yeah, <laughs> you no, know. I think, I think Trizzy gets out the suit and then instantly regrets it when she realizes like, I can't even reach half of the things I would need to reach for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abaddon walks over and says, I'll spot you, Trizzy. Look at my huge demonic yet mind flayery muscles. Thanks. Um, if you could also like lift me up so I can like reach the handlebars. <laughs> yep, that's the technical term. <laughs> cool, cool. Thanks. Uh, how's how's the new uh, how's the how's the new form uh, treating you? Extremely good. I could fly. I could shoot fire. I'm, I'm badass. I'm psionic. Uh, I don't know why everyone isn't some sort of mind flayer demon hybrid. It seems like you're really playing on a hard mode. I mean, I mean, you're probably not wrong, but having a cool having a cool tank mech suit's pretty cool too. Do you know? Do you, do you know this thing has a toaster built into it? I can just have toast whenever. <laughs> Oh shit! A toast or whatever. Uh. I I do have to be really careful and not forget that I started making toast because once or twice I thought I was having a stroke because I forgot I was making toast. <laughs> wow! Can you do you think you could build one for me? I'm not sure what abilities I need enhanced, but like if I was a cyborg demon mind flayer, that's like three whole things. I mean, I can try doing that. Unless, like, because here's the thing. Do you, do you want that, or do you just want the ability to have toast whenever you want? Because I could probably build that into, like, like a little wristband. Well, some of us on the ship have been talking about, you know, uh, uh, all the ice cream machines and how they give us, you know, bad bad feelings about all the stuff we went through. What if they were all toasters? Uh, do they all have to be toasters? Because, like, I'd really like to... I, I have... I've developed I've developed some very specific niche cravings and I I don't know if I can if I can I don't know if I can get rid of the uh I don't I don't know if I can get rid of some of the weird flavors. I was going to tell you one of them. I can't I can't tell you the flavors I'm into. They're weird. <laughs> this is the secret forbidden flavors. Yeah, I know. We we've all yeah, heard about yeah. them. Yeah. Look, look. I I can't stop. I can't stop with the spaghetti hoop ice cream. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spaghetti hoop? <laughs> yeah, like little rings of spaghetti and like sort of tomato-y sauce, but like it's ice cream. Oh, okay. That hoop was a shape. I was worried there was a fruit I didn't know about. That was really <laughs> No, no, no. It's like it's kind of like baked beans, but it's it's like rings of spaghetti, but it's ice cream. Oh, that's that's challenging. That's a lot of different flavor profiles. Right. Right, like, look, I can make some of them into toast machines, but like, I can, I'm not gonna get rid of the the smell of when it's just rained. Uh, I think it's called petrichor. There's a there's a flavor of ice cream of that. I can't get rid of that one. Yeah, no, that's that seems indispensable. I guess my suggestion would be, uh, could we maybe transfer all of the flavor machines from cold to hot? It doesn't have to be toaster, you know, but it could just be a different non ice cream food stuff. What if they were all you know, strudels or uh, okay, okay. What cannolis. if what if what if I okay counter offer? I retrofit all the machines so that they can dispense the flavor into like two forms. One of them stays ice cream. One of them is 
Oh, Please say calzone. I'm waiting was, for you to say calzone. That's the word I was looking for. It was calzone. I was, I was literally about to say, what's the word for when you fold a pizza in half? Um, it's, it's calzones. The machines make ice cream and calzones. I'm pretty sure... Look, a calzone is like close enough to a cylindrical shape. I'm pretty sure we can get a calzone to go down a tube. Yes, please. God, yes. That's all I've wanted. All the death will be worth it. You know how many people die in this adventure to create the calzone paradise I want to live in? A, a, lot, a lot of people. I was going to ask. I guess this does answer my question. I was going to ask if you were planning to stay or to go. No, I, I really want to stay. I, I'm extremely powerful and strong now. You're everyone I've ever met. <laughs> uh, so I want to go on adventures with you and, like, you know, fight bad beholders or whatever. I mean, if if that's what you want, that is that is that is cool. I didn't want to assume that this. Uh, if you wanted to go meet other people who weren't me, I would understand that. Also, I've just done some research quickly. Uh, you can totally get tube-shaped calzones. They will go down the tubes. Great. Oh, we live in the best possible timeline. <laughs> I'm so glad we have calzone machines. Yeah, I mean, one day I expect I'll want to meet other people, have different experiences, but I, I'm like six weeks old or whatever, so I'm I'm still, you know, I'm, there's a lot of new stimulus all the time. I'm taking it easy, baby steps, you know? But, like, I really want to just, like, melt someone from the inside out with my demon fire, but, like, in an ethical way. So if we're on a peace mission, yeah, it really works out. It checks all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, I got this picture here. Have a look at this. This is called a mummy calzone. It, that, that's apparently <laughs> what you call a tube calzone. Um, the the olives that look like eyes are optional, I think. But uh, I I can I can get working on getting this into the ice cream tubes. Oh, this is this is the best. What did I do to deserve such luxury? <laughs> it's incredible. And oh, the only how many people had to die for this? Let's check the list. Barry dead as hell. Ophelia in bits. Yaush, crushed to death. Ophelia in the other timeline also kind of turned to paste. Yeah, pureed. A Bon Baba B. Bibbly Boo had all his flesh knocked off a skeleton. Flinders on and Henderbon, eaten by a vampire. Rommel, thrown into space into a sun. Veltari, executed by illithids. Just, the, just a truly heinous pile of corpses. But it's all worth it for this cheesy goodness. Just Look. the ricotta. Ugh. Uh, Mama look, we Mia. Have, we have ended a timeline where I am. Where the ship is me and I am me, and there's no one who's going to tell me no, I can't make Calzone come out of the ice cream machine. This is truly <laughs> the greatest timeline. Yeah, AI Trizzy on the intercom. Uh, calzone protocol activated. Baking oh, hell commencing. Yeah. Oh, you always, you always, <laughs> you're always on top of things, AI, AI Trizzy. No problem, Meet Trizzy. It's Aww. a pleasure to do business with you. I love being Meet Trizzy. How does it feel to get everything you ever wanted, Trizzy? Pretty good, right? <laughs> I honestly, honestly, pretty good. It's yeah, it's like a <laughs> it's a barbecue chicken pizza of a calzone, which is to say the best possible thing. I mean, look, I'm, I've. I'm gonna be able to pre press a button and have a petrichor pal calzone. I'm, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Look, inventing time travel—that's one thing. Calzone ice cream hybrid tubes—that's my legacy now. 
<laughs> that's what you'll be remembered for, even though we're going to spend uh, a lot of time, you know, traveling through history, righting wrongs, saving the world. Uh, when people think about the name Trizzy, they're going to think uh, delicious uh, Italian cuisine. Yes. Yes, they are. I'm glad you understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is literally this how start Trizzy stories end? Is she is she really invents the Calzone machine? And yeah. is, that's her crowning achievement. Yes. And is she Yes, <laughs> look, I've I've had seasons of Dice Funk where things have ended like intense and emotional, but for once I've got a character who's just gonna end on a happy little ending of she, she invents Calzone that comes out of the ice cream tube. Truly a goblin ending. <laughs> Member status reports. Addendum. Buford Gubbins. Human. Criminal. Hot Dog Family is the name of our group chat, which has such memes as Illithid Minion, uh, an AI collage that you have made, which uh, the teeth <laughs> on this one are just really upsetting, Laura. You've outdone oh, yourself. Is that the one in the bottom right that kind of looks like Tally for Mass Effect? <laughs> yeah, but but haunting. But but deeply <laughs> deeply upsetting. Yeah, I you know I I that's still <laughs> Dan's contribution is a picture of someone uh, with like some kind of uh, balloon on their head, and it says he is one with the squid. No one will notice, and squid is spelled with two D's. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's our group chat. You're, you're you're waiting for your your trial to start, and you're dropping that one in the group chat. <laughs> um. I, I guess that's the segue into the Buford scene, right? If, if Laura's done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trizzy's got the happy, probably the happiest epilogue of any Dice Fun character I've ever done. Those <laughs> calzones, absolutely yeah. delightful. Yeah, um, so I think this actually takes place um, at uh, not... So Buford, uh, as soon as like communication gets reestablished, uh, his ass is getting arrested almost immediately. Um, but his family has enough sway that he can get out on bond for a bit while, like, all of this gets arranged, right? Um, and he takes almost no interest in his actual defense because the way he sees it, there really, there really is nothing he can defend here. It's just a case of, I did everything that you think I did. Um, you're going to give me a punishment and then I'm going to serve out that punishment, I will attempt to uh, get, like, um, what is it, uh, a good behavior, good boy points and <laughs> character witnesses, but it is what it is. He has to deal with what happens. Um, and he get he becomes, like, very reclusive in the immediate fallout when he gets, um, like, released and doesn't leave his workshop for, like, a week straight, uh, despite constant requests from his family and uh, uh, lawyers. Uh, mm. Until he finally sends a message uh, to Bridget saying, hey, I need your help. Uh, I don't remember how to walk. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Bridget will definitely show up. Um, I think she's going to stay on to the Azubian as well. So she has, like, you know, the, the peace mission uniform on. 
she was always the one who was like passionate about the, the mission. <laughs> so she's she's gonna stop by to see you, but she's you know f- fully wearing uh at the the official Resubian jacket has a big calzone on the back. Yeah. So uh, Bridget uh, goes into the lab right, and the place is like a, a fucking mess more than more than it's ever been. Like Beaver actually keeps his stuff pretty pretty organized. But this place is like almost in. It's like a bomb went off, or like a wild animal tore it to pieces. Um, and it's like uh, smoking, and she probably can't really see what's happening in here until she eventually rounds a corner uh, to see Beaufort. Not um, uh, well. The only way to put it, not a cyborg anymore. He has a full body limbs and all and sticking out of his neck is a familiar syringe he built immediately after leaving the uh suck scientists so you don't know how to walk but you do know how to destroy your entire laboratory and regrow all your limbs in my defense that was more the effects of this I don't remember what it's like to have two legs and holy fuck I don't did not remember that's what a heartbeat felt like How wait how long has it been since you've had a heart I don't remember Now I'm really aware of my own heartbeat that's that's uncool I wasn't thinking about that until just now Yeah how do you think I feel I mean, pretty bad, probably. All those nerves are new. I bet it really sucks. I bet you feel like you're on fire. I it it feels like I got I think a full body waxing and a full inside waxing. <laughs> oh, I don't like the phrase inside waxing. That's bad for me, actually. Can you uh? Can you help me up? I managed to get pants on, but I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna make it back to the house. Yeah, she helps you up and says, uh, what, so what, what's your legal strategy here? You're going to turn over the, the robot parts and say, that's Buford, and then you'll be like, I don't know who this naked guy is. You can't put him in jail. He ain't got no pants. That's not a crime, is it? Well, no, I was more concerned that they were going to uh, strip me down to base parts, and I did not want to uh, live without most of my limbs. And also, I don't think I could probably survive with some, without some of them. Okay, but you you do see the irony that you kept a head in a jar for like years, right? Like that, like not that I want it to happen to you because I love you and you're my brother, but like poetically, <laughs> you see the appeal. A- absolutely, but uh, also I'm I'm not letting that happening because I am better than that head in a jar. Yeah, what was that guy's name? I can't I even remember. I don't remember. Oh my god, he he was worthless when he. Uh, first tried to rob from me, worthless when he tried to kill you, and then worthless when I killed him. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, you would think those encounters would have been balanced between the movie theater and the, the depths of the ship, and they would have been equally difficult, but it seems like you killed your guy really easy, and the other half of the team got torn up. Yeah, it was it was quite rough for, for them. I, uh, to be honest, I'm still pretty beaten up over Yosh. Yeah. Wait, we can talk about eyeballs in a second. Uh, So you're a werewolf now? Is that what just happened? Sorry. Um, 
Yes and no. I'm a little bit more and le- more than that. I mean, I think that's just uh, everyone's full of microplastic, so I'm not sure that it puts you in a different category anymore. These days. All right. Well, I don't think most people do this, and he's going to um, raise his right arm. Uh, and if you've played Metal Gear Revengeance, there's the part where he goes Nano Machine Sun, and his arm turns to a, uh, um, uh, to hard metal. I guess is the only way to put it. Uh, the the werewolf equivalent of this occurs, and his arm starts getting beefed up and hairy, and claws sprout from his fingertips before receding. I put light bulbs inside of me real small. Oh my god. Buford, you f- <laughs> fucking weird beard. Are you full of light bulbs? Do you hear yourself? I actually had this idea back on the space. Look, I knew I was going to get jumped in prison, and I'd prefer to have at least something that I can defend myself with. Okay, so you've had this full moon thing the, the whole time we've been out here, but did you get... V- did you get lycanthropy from Barry when you got, well, let's not, you know, put too fine a point on it, but eaten alive? I got a couple things from Barry, actually. I'm in sort of um, sort of a holding pattern. I think they're all kind of fighting each other to win. Okay, so as long as you don't literally get life in prison, let me double check, torture, uh, earth law, that's like 30, 40 years, which uh, you should probably get out because you're like a bunch of different half immortal or like fully immortal things now light bulbs don't die of old age they do have to be replaced but that's mostly because of uh the capitalist industrial complex you can make a light bulb that lasts for nearly forever oh my god did you do that i legally can't answer that because then i'd have to patent it I, okay, I don't think that's how patents work. Neither of us are lawyers. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, so... Isn't that, isn't that a thing where, like, you have to... If you want to copyright something, you have to patent it? Uh, no. Which then reveals how it works? Not not quite. Uh, we can get into this another time. No, it's not <laughs> that's, quite That's that. Buford asking for yeah. it to... I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Okay, so you can turn into a, a werewolf at will because you're full of light bulbs. So you're going to be extremely cool and strong in prison where you're going to be for a long time, but you're not going to get out and be an old one-armed kind of like head stump. So things are looking up. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I spent a long time trying to do things to, so I could live my life. Or trying to do things that would prepare the world around me to then live a life that I thought I wanted. I think I should at least start trying to live that life. It's going to be in jail. I'm not going to have nearly access to the things I'd want to. I'm going to miss a lot, but it's a place I can start. I told you I didn't just come out here for you. I came out here to, I don't know, find answers, feel useful. And I found some, I guess, and I don't know if I necessarily liked the answers or understood them. I felt really good when I saw that Yaush was going to get what he wanted, that he was maybe going down a better path. And it 
it hurt something fierce to see that ripped away and knowing that the Surlons got what they wanted and Dracus got what they wanted. Hell, I... I could have just ripped Ophelia in half with my bare hands in her office. And that might have saved Yaush. Should I have? I, I don't know. I truly don't. But... I just have to keep swinging, keep moving forward. And I guess try to live the life that... I think I actually want now. That's surprisingly mature of you. I really thought this adventure was going to end with you having been very negatively influenced by Wendy, and I would, you know, you basically becoming completely unhinged. So it's surprising you've gone in the other direction. I like Wendy. She's a good kid. She likes. She's always liked killing more than I. I did. It never, it didn't come easy to me. I mean, that's why I wore a mask. It's easier to be intimidating when people don't know you're scared. And I was. I was terrified at first. And you kill enough people, you get used to it. You lie to yourself long enough, you might just start to believe it. I guess I owe you an apology. I snapped at you because you spared Yaush and brought him onto the ship and uh, it all worked out and you're even sad Yaush is dead now so I feel kind of like a dick for you know calling you a patronizing you know misogynist or whatever I said it's been a while <laughs> so thank you for not blowing me up can, can I be honest I almost got the Resuvian blown up in that that moment yeah and that was eating me alive in the immediate aftermath of that fight. Laura, what would you have done? <sighs> I'd have cried is what I'd have done, and I'd have worked something out. But immediately okay. it would have been terror and anxiety. But, but it didn't happen, so it's fine. That noise you just heard was the burden of DMing slipping off of Laura's shoulders. <laughs> uh, look, there's been a few moments this season. Um, Austin, I'm looking at you blowing up the head of a diplomat. There's mm. moments where I go, oh god, oh god, this is DMing, huh? Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, in addition to trying to figure out how to integrate the Greys into that last mission, I was also thinking about if they're, you know, that human faction. Was it around or anything? But I was like, we kicked their ass when we captured Yaush, so I didn't know what to do with them. I don't mm. know if it's neither here nor yeah. there, but yeah. So I, I think they're off licking their wounds somewhere, being like, we we thoroughly got our asses handed to us. Just a little scurry over here, hide away. Yeah. I can't blame, frankly, I can't blame you because, I mean, on some level, I thought you were right. But. Again, I don't know what the right answer is to any situation. Did we play it the best we could? Maybe. I don't have a magical cloak that looks into other realities anymore. <laughs> a weirdo took it to take his son on a sort of uh, emotional journey that he did not accept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things could have turned out a lot differently. Yash could be alive. Uh, Dracus could be dead. We could have had all kinds of different uh, alignments at the end there. 
people could have a different amount of limbs, <laughs> different werewolf slash vampire statuses, additional it's, limbs. Yeah, we live in an extremely unscripted universe, Beavert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> frankly, I kind of hope there's going <laughs> to... Yeah. Frankly, I kind of wish there was a script sometimes. <laughs> it would make it a lot easier. We didn't have to roll every time I wanted to say something or do something. I tried to brush my teeth last night, botched, poked my fucking eye. <laughs> Still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why you're wearing that fashionable eye patch. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say anything. I guess with the, you know with the the werewolf and the growing the limbs and stuff, we have other yeah. But the eye patch it is attention grabbing. Well, I I assumed it was just a fashion choice, like wearing glasses with fake uh, fake lenses. Yeah, I mean you did you did go through your anime phase when you were 12, and you wore a lot of eye patches. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> don't let Dot hear. I'll n- I'll never be- have a moment to myself ever again. So what uh what are you doing next? I mean, I mean, just being on this crew, I could parlay our you know infamy into any number of careers. I could go back to, you know, the the family company and just do something boring at a desk. I could start a podcast. Sounds like a nightmare. Uh, I think I'm probably just going to stay with Trizzy for a while. See some dinosaurs. I really like Ankylosaurus, you know? It's fun to say, too. It makes you think about, you know, ankles, which is weird, but they have such a cool tail. I don't know. I want to see one. Yeah, the armor plating's pretty aesthetic. I'm a bastard. I I just love the the, the T-Rex. It's a classic... Um, I've, I had a design for an alternate arm that was just a T-Rex mouth, but it really just wasn't efficient for anything. Mm. What about Pachycephalosaurus? Now there's a guy who knows how to get ahead. All right, maybe I should go to jail now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to bring you back anything from the Triassic? I'll just bake it. I'll bake it into a cake and <laughs> just get it into prison. And you just open it up, and there's some kind of fucked up amoeba. <laughs> they did confiscate my ant farm uh, when I uh, they found out about the head. So if you could get me some like cool ancient ants, that'd be that'd be pretty nice. I could probably just keep that in that in my cell. All right. Wow, I can't believe <laughs> I'm going to go see some ankylosauruses. Laura just put ankle o into the chat, which is, it looks like little socks with dinosaurs on them. It's yeah. Good. Yeah, because they go into your ankles. <laughs> I yeah, think I... <laughs> we're entirely too silly. I think uh, probably the last thing here is that Buford has like some time right left before his trial and then inevitable uh, internment in jail. And he's just going to spend the rest of that time hanging out with his family, doing what the stuff that he actually cared about and told himself that he was, you know, working towards. status reports. Addendum. Mathers. Blood kiss. Security officer. I like to imagine uh, you uh, just see a silhouette going down the hallway and you hear like the clattering of spurs 
Uh, <laughs> and it's revealed there's like a long cowboy trench coat and a cowboy hat, and Mathers is in it. Uh, he has a beard. He has a <laughs> scar over his eye. Hell yeah. Uh, and he's just floating around like, Howdy. How you doing? Good to see you. Howdy. Uh, <laughs> everyone else in Andre's place, uh, you know, tipping their hats, saluting, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> like your uh, fans or, you know, people screaming, uh, frothing at the mouth, passing out <laughs> as you walk by. Bartender, a glass of your finest blood beer. No problem, Mathers. How is the mission? Oh, you know how it is. You know, you just gotta. You get some hombres trying to come up at you, and then you just go up, you talk to them, you let them know the word of the law, which is sucking their blood and draining it. <laughs> We're so lucky to have you as head of security. Yeah, this old girl, she's done me well. <laughs> Andre slides you a drink and says, uh, where's the rest of home team? I'm more of a lone wolf. <laughs> I, 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 re- I reckon they're still pulling up the rear, you know, booking all them people. Or I don't actually remember what we did on that mission. I was stroke through most of it. <laughs> is, is there anything you want to establish about uh, in the future who was on home team is it's uh, Mathers obviously as head of security like uh, Bill Webb used to be who is the future Cecilia and I mean Trizzy's still around I don't know if she's just the engineer uh, but who who is like your uh, dream home team well if it's Mathers and Trizzy then uh, there, you gotta you gotta put some young blood in there so I imagine some uh, kind of annoying child who's related to somebody else. Wallace so like, Jr. <laughs> yeah, like either Wallace. Yeah, Wallace is like a little kid who's just like, reporting for duty. And everyone's like, oh, hey, Wallace Jr. Hey, little Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Wally. <laughs> I'm going to be just like you, Mathers, when I grow up, Sheriff. <laughs> Not if I have anything to say about it, kiddo. And I'm, he's gonna clunk, like clunk back a beer. <laughs> uh, uh, my only question is that is there like a pin on the cowboy hat? But instead of being like a star, it's just like a like a one of those enamel pins of a hot dog on the hat. Is that? Yeah, it's a sheriff. It's it's a sheriff badge shaped like a hot dog. Perfect. Absolutely necessary <laughs> uh-huh. these are all the details <laughs> I, I love how you're leaving this, like the psychological baggage dang- dangling where you're like I don't want you to grow to me be like me kid <laughs> and then like it does suggest like you still have trauma about your own parent <laughs> like why is there psychological depth to this joke baby character <laughs> I don't know you gave them to me and uh, at some point I was like well they're scarred literally and physically or metaphorically Crew member status reports. Addendum. Max Ena. Ardling. Pilot. So, it's been at least 
I'm going to say at least years since the end of the Barry incident. Um, Max and Cammy have stayed basically on board the Resubian, uh, barring a couple things. They had their honeymoon. They had to transport the Warforged to the Valamin Aer- Aeronautics Museum of Science and Technology back in Seoul to get you know that in its proper home and all that such. And the premise of doing time travel adjacent outbound missions to help out things is definitely something that both Cammy and Max have found themselves wrapped up in. Um, working with, uh, what, we have a Cortazar involved with that as well, probably. Who else? Maybe Bridget is, yeah. If we're repopulating a way team, yeah, it seems like uh, Cortazar would take Wendy's spot and uh, Bridget could take uh, Buford's spot. I don't know if you want <laughs> if you want to do something more like unexpected, but that seems like the natural progression. Well, there, there, there's still there's still there's still room for something to be unexpected here. We'll, we're just setting things up like who some of the common team members are um, in all that, but. But you said that Max retires from like sh- running around shooting people because of all of their injuries, right? So they're the pilot, and Cammy's the gunslinger. More or less, I mean, Max being the pilot, they they do recover from at least some of their injuries, but they're you know they they are a little bit more weary, I think, than as time has gone on. And they've done some outbound things. I would like to imagine uh, we we cut to like Captain Demille's. Uh, the, their quarters. Uh, they uh, Captain Milos called Max in, and Max enters the room. And you know they definitely look older. Uh, they may not have like a scar across their eye, but maybe one of their ears has like a bit missing, kind of like the standard. Like there's a little notch in one of the ears, maybe from a stray gunshot or something. <clears throat> and Max uh, would enter Captain Milos' chambers and just be, uh, you, uh, you summoned me, Captain. Yes, Specialist Ina. I wanted an update on your latest mission. We haven't been getting any uh, signals from the ground, so uh, I need a, a full sit rep. Uh, okay, so about that. So when you say from the ground, the problem was that when we got there, the ground was already missing. It turned <laughs> out that there was actually... So what we ran into was sort of a weird temporal spatial anomaly. It's like a pocket dimension that only worked from the crust of the surface onward down. So effectively we had to go in there to, okay. The the place was, it was, we found out that there was a spell put on the planet, made it a planet of holding. So it made the entire planet like a bag of holding. And we had to basically turn it inside out safely to restore the surface there. But all the communications happening while we're on the inside were just lost in the ether as it was. So I feel like you're writing checks that future seasons are gonna have to cash. <laughs> so cruel of you. This is listen, you said you couldn't get sounds from the surface. Like, well why what is the dumbest reason why I can think of here? Okay. But but Max is just like but needless to say, all of us are back. No injuries to report. Um, there might be, we kept the collateral damage to a minimum as we try, you know, but how is the away team holding up? I mean, it's been holding up pretty steady. Uh, I think the moment we told Cortazar to throw their shields more than, uh, throw a shield rather than trying to use it for defensive purposes, 
it's been surprisingly more effective. Um, and Bridget, uh, Bridget doesn't have quite the same mm, uh, destructive engineering mind that Buford does, but she has been extremely resourceful when it comes to making adjustments on the on the fly. And you know, she's just, I mean, she has such a good heart underneath the, the, the edge that she has from being a govins, right? If you had to pick one member of the team to replace you if you left, who would you suggest? Well, I mean, I mean, in terms of like, uh, the skill sets and such. I mean, I mean, I, part of me would say Cammy just knows, you know, how I operate in and out really well. But I don't know. It'd be weird if I were to leave and Cammy were to stay behind in that team like that. Um, I think, in all honesty, uh, I think Bridget, honestly, because she's she's spent enough time around the stuff for the piloting stuff. She has a good instinct when it comes to approaching people and making it clear that she's there to help. But I mean, I guess the real question is why are you asking me this captain? I mean, why would I leave? Uh, why would I leave the away team? Why would I leave the, the monsters? This is not a time sensitive issue, but it doesn't hurt to think about the future. Someday the Rezubian will need a new captain. I can't lead us forever. And Although this ship belongs to Trizzy in an emotional and mechanical way, I don't think she would relish the responsibility that comes with the role. And I think you would make a great captain. Max just sort of like takes a small pause at that, blinks a few times, and then replies, I... Yeah. That does sound... Nice. And besides, I mean, you've spent so much effort, you know, making the Far Realm a better place for Illithids in general. I mean, you deserve some time to be able to be part of the world that you have helped create, right? That would be nice. However, doors are not really made for people like me, so it would be pretty difficult to go on vacation. <laughs> I don't know if they make Hawaiian shirts big enough. I'm pretty sure that one, we could definitely make a shirt that fits you, Captain. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I'm pretty sure that between Cammy and Bridget and Trizzy, we could figure out a way to either make doors not a problem, or at the very least, not an obstacle. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what are you even <laughs> is that just like making him uh, incorporeal or shrinking him like what is the plan here I'm like this is like a whole quest now <laughs> just take take the captain on a vacation uh like uh, my my thought honestly would be basically treat it like uh the Futurama head in a jar but you shrink Captain Demille down to be mounted on top of some other thing that can move around while Demille is on it, you know? So whether it is more robotic or just one of those clone bodies with the heads cut off, you know, just screwed on. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that didn't ever happen. That feels like a really natural progression of having a ship full of clone bodies and a Captain Brain. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, that should have happened. A big but, oversight. But, 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 but Max is just sort of like just grinning bits like, listen, you know, it's it's not fair for uh, the rest of us to get shore leaving. You never to get any captain. So you know, 
I guess the point is, is that if there's a point where you want me to take the helm, yeah, I'll be in for it. I'm not sure if Gamby will keep on working with the away team, but at that time, but I, I think that she, she wouldn't mind me not being in direct line of fire as often as I am. Well, there's some delightful courses you can take in the meantime uh, on the on the interweb, of course. Uh, so some, I have some books you could read on captaining. But in the meantime, you have a new mission. And and that mission is? Bring me a clone body and a shrink ray. I wish to go to the planet Tsukuyama to ride the water slide. Oh, geez. That's, it's a good time for that, too. They just opened the new one. Yeah, just a, a pale, strange, headless body with the, the tank on top with the braid floating in it. Mm -hmm. Just arms up as it goes down the water slide. Cammy, Max, Cortazar, Bridget, all having a great time. There's a point where the uh, where like the container that the captain's head is in is like filled with like some sort of slurpy or slushy type thing. <laughs> just the worst idea, the worst braid freeze. Yeah, there's a bunch of visual theme park gags. There's like a big hat with ears on it the captain can wear. Uh, there, there's, know, the, there's the stockades that have for some reason there. Why they have stockades at a water park at Tsukiyama? I don't know, but they have that for photo ops, you know? They go they go to build an owl bear. <laughs> build, build an owl bear shop workshop. Mm. <laughs> Fuck. Member status reports. Addendum. Saint Cecilia, vampire, hero. So uh, we go to a hospital room aboard the Evulsion, and there is a window on the far side of the room that's currently displaying like this very serene duck pond. Uh, surrounded by just uh, a, a gaudy, over-the-top gothic cemetery around it. Um, just, like, cartoonishly uh, creepy, uh, just all around it. And in that room is Cecilia, and Lisa's in there, and Cecilia will wake up, uh, kind of in a delirium, and just say, well, where, where am I? And uh, Lisa is currently reading a copy of The Adventures of Honkleberry Finn. Mm. Uh, and she's just going to say, oh, my God, you're awake. And she will be like, awake? They did not know I went to sleep. Uh, Lisa's going to kind of laugh and be like, you didn't, you didn't really choose to go to sleep. This wasn't like an optional thing that you did. Uh, and Cecilia will look around, and she's like, "All these spires. This, where am I? This doesn't look like the Rizubian. Uh And Lisa's gonna just point out, "You're not. You're on board the Evulsion." And she's going to kind of pause for a moment and say, "Look, Cece, a lot has happened." And in that moment, Cece is going to like kind of shoot up. Like, she's suddenly had, like, a moment of clarity, and she's like, oh, the, the ship, uh, Yaush, we have, to, we have to save the delegates. 
and uh, she tries to like climb out of bed and Lisa is just going to uh, gently push her down and be like, calm down. I will explain everything to you. You really haven't been stretching those muscles and you don't want to pull anything, especially in that new arm they grew for you. And Cecilia will look look down and see that her uh, her arm is flesh and blood now. They've they've managed to regrow it, but she's going to be very confused. How did that happen uh, so quickly? And Lisa's uh, going to kind of give her like a, a soft look and say, "Look, a lot of things happened in that movie theater. Things things went very badly." It was the second worst theater experience I've ever been to behind the live action reboot of Sharko and the big blopper go coconuts. <laughs> they should have left that classic alone. <laughs> but you took it upon yourself to try to help as many people as possible and you succeeded. A lot of people survived that encounter because of you, but you fell into a coma. And Cecilia's just like, what the f- for how long? And Lisa doesn't seem to want to answer for a moment. And when she does, she's like kind of uncomfortably serious. And she says, for a very long time, Cece. Let's leave it at that for now. And Cecilia kind of gets quiet because she has to process the implication of those words. And she'll stew on them a bit before looking back to Lisa with a smile. And she's going to be, she's just going to say, I was asleep all that time and you decided to wait for me, huh? And Lisa will say, it was the least I could do for you, considering you saved my life back in the theater. Besides, I kind of have a lot of free time now. And she is going to pull at the side of her cheek to reveal her vampire fangs. Uh, at which Cecilia will smile before uh, frowning. And she's going to say, I am sorry I didn't get your permission first before turning you. I I guess I just wanted to make sure that you would survive. And Lisa laughs and is like, you nerd. I was always planning to say yes. And the two share a long sort of romantic kiss. Their hands are entwined. And as they pull away, they stare into each other's eyes for a moment before Lisa speaks. She says, The mission was a success, Cece. The Resubian Peace Mission? We did it. And Cecilia kind of involuntarily exhales as sort of uh, like a wave of emotion hits her at once. There's relief. There's satisfaction and also a sense of grief coming in kind of all at once. And she can't help kind of tearing up a little bit at that news. And she looks and she says, the cruel made it. Everyone is okay. And Lisa will take Cecilia's hand and say, mostly everyone survived the mission. And that is in no small part due to your efforts. But a very long time has passed, Cece. There are not many members of the Rizubian left anymore, and those that are still around have moved on. 
And Cecilia will frown for a moment before forcing a smile and say, you know, it's okay. That is, that is just the way things are, you know? It's, it is not the first time that I have lost people. It, it won't be the last. And, you know, given enough time, I probably would have ended up forgetting everyone anyway. So, and Lisa will kind of squeeze her hand to pull her attention, stop her, and say, We'll mourn them together, Cece. You're not alone anymore, okay? But before all of that, you need to see it. Zetsuo will be very confused, just say, See what? I don't understand. And Lisa says, Something new for you, Cece. The galaxy you helped create. And she'll walk over to the window and she'll play sort of with this control panel on the wall. And the cemetery scene will fade away, revealing that the ship is in orbit of a densely populated planet. And in this view, you can see illithid ships coming and going alongside human vessels, elven ships, beholder ships, and even the Surlong spacecraft is visible. Countless different cultures and races are visible here, including some that are completely foreign. And Cecilia kind of watches in awe, taking all of this in, as Lisa comes to take a seat beside her. And the scene closes, it's, you know, framed in a way where we see this big window with Lisa and Cecilia kind of in front of it, in silhouette. And the camera just starts pulling back, and we end as Cecilia rests her head on Lisa's shoulder. ママ風が吹いてる。一つの目で明日を見て、一つの目で昨日を見つめてる。君の愛の揺りかごでもう一度安らかに。眠れたら乾いた瞳で誰か泣いてくれ。The real world will lose. Ah,どの悲しみが知りたいだけ、どの顔。Keep.